Be who you are and acknowledge how you feel. Because at the beginning, middle, and end of the day, real is the new real. Welcome back. I'm your hostess, Shannon McGuire, and this week we're talking about make. Make is an interesting word. It's one that I usually have fun with. You want to piss somebody off, you make them clean. Now, that's hilarious to me. When it comes to cleaning and having people use their talents and skills to clean dishes, sweep the floor, mopping those things, it's like an act of the G-O-D to make that happen. When I think about make and clean, I'm super simple. In my house, I try to implement this rule, this regenerative rule, y'all. It's super simple. If you make a mess, you clean it up. And if you see a mess, you clean it up. Who's making the mess? Who's cleaning up? Make is such an interesting word when it comes to victimhood and emotions. Can we go there? Let's go there. You made me mad. You made me sad. It's just another form of make, made, past tense. So then that meant your feelings were hurt. Your feelings were impacted. That means you have a pain emotionally, energetically, which sits in the heart, y'all, not the head. It sits in the heart. In the head is where you'll find the stories, songs, and sayings that are typically on repeat that generates even more of the feeling. But because we're so head-led, we don't pay attention. It's interesting. We start paying attention to other people. One of the key ways to notice victimhood is to look at it and see it in others. One of the hardest ways to notice victimhood is by looking at self. If we're making messes and leaving messes, our little victimhood messes and residual energies, like who going to clean that up, though? Usually, it's supposed to be us. You made me mad is a different way of handing off that power. Nobody can make you do anything that you don't want to do. See, this ties back to power. This ties back to your ability to make decisions for yourself and sometimes others. If you're feeling this intense pressure to conform, that's a pause. That's opportunity for consideration. If you're feeling overwhelming feelings within your body and you're not sure how to talk about it, claim it, that's a good moment to pause and consider. How are you? That's an incredible opportunity to just observe you. Who can make you do anything? Now, see, back in the day, it was the parents. Because you don't want to get your butt whooped. You don't want a punishment. You don't want an issue. But as we get older, it becomes the teacher. As we get even older, it becomes the boss. As we get even older, we realize, wait, but is it the government? If we get older, we'd be like, wait a minute, is it the spouse? As we get older, we're like, who is it? Is it God? And then as you get wiser, you're like, it's me. Who can make you? Who can take your power away from you without giving it? When it comes to make and people making people do things, like how does that happen? Outside of some wild-ass torture where the body gives out and the mind gives in, What is the making? Who made you? How do they make you? It's a false assumption because we have to hand off that power. And we don't like to hear that, though, because it's easier to put the blame on the other person than the other thing. Or it is easy to put the blame on self. Like, yep, I just can't. No, you can make the better decision. The question is, do you believe you can? I remember an interesting conversation I had about this whole concept of emotional intelligence. And full disclosure, I don't like the words emotional and intelligence combined together because I think we have this whole head-led issue where it comes to intellect and who's smart and who isn't. And I've been in enough environments academically, especially to see the divide between the degreed and undegreed. Fascinating stuff, I tell you. 
So emotional wisdom is where I like to go. Emotional wisdom is about the heart. It's about the intuitive wisdom. It's about the energetic wisdom. It's a different type of activity. See, intelligence to me ties more to the brain and a head-led stuff, and I get it. There's also an intelligence that is more wiser and loving and true than I'll ever be. But emotional intelligence, sometimes it's like if you're not emotionally intelligent, you're emotionally stupid. And I don't think that's the case. Sometimes it's an awareness issue. Sometimes it's a confidence and belief issue. Sometimes it's just the simplicity of most people don't understand the function of the heart because they haven't tapped into that energetic vibration center because they've been so hurt. Pain will do a lot of things. Pain brings up so much, and that's what we're trying to avoid. And by trying to avoid the pain, we inadvertently sometimes create more pain. The holiday season is just funny to me. It's a hype. It's a. It's almost like break out the old, dust off the old program, and let's see what's going down. Let's bring in some cold weather, depending where you live. So seasonal. Let's bring in some snow. People complain about the snow. People love the snow. Let's pull out the old school traditional things that we watch depending on our culture. Mostly the shared experience that I see that brings us together is the victimhood experience. Man, you want to talk about some victimhood, talk about the holidays. Don't get that child what they asked for for Christmas and see how that goes down. Don't eat the dessert that such and such made and you hurt their feelings. You made them cry. I didn't make you anything. You chose to, and why are your emotions tied to whether somebody likes your pie or not? That's a bigger level of discussion. And if you you rolling over and you you over there on the floor and you throwing down because somebody, why 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 are you fighting just because they said, mm, Lord have mercy, I didn't seen it all. I've sat through really weird holidays where there's no real conversation because people are just awkward. And they're only there because they feel like they need to be there because it was a family tradition. So why are y'all still doing this as a family tradition? But nobody's enjoying it. Well, it doesn't matter. That's just weird. I've been at some holiday parties where it's just, it just goes down. People fighting, you know, people gathering food off the table, running out the door. <laughs> like, you're supposed to duck and run, not just gather the food. And Okay. I've been at some holiday celebrations where people got a little too heavy in their libations. <laughs> and next thing you know, anyway, when it comes to make— Make is about creation. Make is about manifesting, fruition in some ways. Make is also tied to this notion of control and force. It's almost like this idea that our power is taken away when someone says something or does something that we don't enjoy. Because if we're not enjoy, perhaps we're in fads, rage, or FUCD territory, victimhood states. When it comes to navigating this world, it's super simple to me. Are you in victimhood or out of victimhood? If you're making decisions while in victimhood, those are probably not going to be sustaining regenerative decisions that are driving you forward and bringing you joy. And if it is bringing you joy, it could be joy that is rooted in schadenfreude, which means deriving said joy off another's misery, which is the most toxic thing we can do. So are you making decisions in victimhood or not? And if you're not in victimhood and you're in a state of joy, fun, and love, what kind of decisions are those? What kind of outcomes do you get? Make is such an important word because it can be given away. It's like a subtle way to give away power. They made me. They're making me. No one's making you. You're deciding to. Why? See, instead of turning outward and looking at that person as the cause of the discomfort, look within and say, what is it that I have to believe for this to have me feel the way that I'm feeling? Make me feel the way I'm feeling? See, the making isn't the other person when it comes to the emotions and the energies. It's within self. And that's that personal responsibility. My ability to respond, my respondability 
I can do it. I can create space within and pause long enough for me to observe myself. Just observe you. That's where you slide joy in. Just observe you. Slide it in there. And then detach from the feelings because you're not the feeling. You're the one that feels the feelings. You're the one that are aware the feelings are there. That's you. The consciousness, right? All this stuff. Like you can break it down to science, religion, or woo-woo. Either way, I'm sure you can find something in there. Make is a word that can be assumed powerlessness because you can say someone else made you or someone else is making you or someone is about to make you. Make, made, making are all pause words in some way, shape, or form to say, stop, how am I? Just observe you. It's a coaching prompt to self. Just observe you. Coach self and say, just observe you. And then do that. Observe it. And then coming back to the heart to acknowledge the feeling is so important because we jump to the head and the story and the belief, which is okay as well. But when emotions hit us as humans, they hit the heart first. And then they jump to the brain and then the body registers. What are you making is another form of what are you creating? What are you manifesting? What are you bringing into fruition? Make. To make, be making, to have made all the same energy. No one can make you do anything you don't want to do. You consent to it. I know that's like sometimes tough to acknowledge and understand. But if you consider it and sit with it, hug it, embrace it, you may see it. No one can make you do anything you don't want to do. But when we give our consent and we give our agreement and we accept and or invite in and consent to it, that's the making in progress. All consents can be revoked. Make And making is such powerful language. Be who you are and acknowledge how you feel. Because at the beginning, middle, and end of the day, real is the new real. If you've enjoyed these nuggets of mom wisdom, I recommend that you go over to SupremeMoms.com and find more ways to recharge.